You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. God bless you, get woke. Folks, MIP is now COVID free, meaning free to all subscribers as we navigate this pandemic. We're thinking about everyone and we've got to get through this together. So for a limited time, no fee to subscribe to make it plain on your favorite podcast app. Folks, we've been doing this segment weekly now called Win With Black Women after the historic announcement that Kamala Harris would be on the ticket uh, after the letter written by over a thousand black women in support of a black woman on a ticket, after the letter, after the letter of which, uh, on which I was a signer, the 100 black men saying there should be a black woman on a ticket. Black women finally uh, being recognized for the political power they have always had. And one of those signatories is with me. And we're gonna hear her story uh, and why she signed on, how she feels about this moment, how she feels things are going. She is none other than Marissa Nance with Native Tongue Communications. Marissa, welcome to Make It Plain. How are you? I'm hoping to make it a little fancy. We're gonna make it a little fancy today. Make it, make <laughs> well, it. Come on now. Come on. We love that. Well, first of all, if, if folks, Marissa was just telling me offline about being out in California, Lord have mercy. So what, give, give us an idea, describe what is 
really going on? You're in LA? I'm in LA, so not Northern California, or even, you know, it doesn't even have to be California, that West Coast conversation we've been having about these fires. And, and being a Midwest Cleveland girl, having lived in New York for some time, I've been out here now about 15 to 20 years, and it still is a little jarring because the fires are not in my backyard by any means. You know, we're in Los Angeles proper, but they're close enough that I'm looking out of a window now and the sky, it's like pea soup. And it's been like this for a week. So it was hard for me to begin to wrap my head around it, but one, one small flame, one small ember becomes just detrimental and disastrous to so many people and so many lives and, and the beauty that is mother nature. So uh, it, it has been certainly a journey and an adventure uh, for me to say the least and so much more for so many people that I, I, I would just say they are in my prayers and they have my heartfelt thoughts. Is it making you think about coming back home east? Well, you know, it's funny. I, I've been, I've left Cleveland so many years and people say, where are you from? I'm from Cleveland. So um, I'm always looking forward to get home to Cleveland, to get to New York City and get uptown and hang with my people. But right now, uh, my tush is staying very set here. <laughs> and and I am very cognizant of what's going on also with COVID. Look, we just build things on top of things. Uh, and and with my uh, health concerns, I've just decided to stay put for a little while. And that's what I've been doing these past few months. I got you. I got you. Well, we'll keep you in our prayers. Is the family okay yes. in terms of COVID? Everybody healthy and safe? Yes. What about you? Now, you are situated on the East Coast now as well. You're in New York? I have, was in this doggone epicenter. Yeah. It was blessed. You know, I didn't get sick. Nobody, none of my loved ones got sick. So, um, at least in my household. So, you know, I'm very, very fortunate. Very blessed. And we know that this, this situation is impacting communities of color at disproportionate rates, at, at disproportionate uh, adversity, at death count. So you and I are unfortunately not in the norm in this conversation and, and everything we do, not just for Kamala, Senator Kamala friggin' Harris, but um, in, in media, in marketing, in messaging, as you have this, this pulpit and this platform, to, to help our communities and really do something uh, positive in this year that has not had a lot of bright light. Yeah, well, no, thank you for that. Speaking of Senator Kamala freaking Harris, as you say, uh, so how did it feel when the announcement was made? How did that impact you when the announcement was made that she was on the ticket? So my relationship, I don't think is unique. I'm sure you could find many, many other women who would have a very similar uh, uh, journey with, with Senator Harris, but being a proud bison, H-U, um, <laughs> she uh, was a few years ahead of me and was very active in her sorority. And so when I was thinking about being in a sorority, uh, it, it, part of that journey is really getting to know those who came before you 
And many times, if they're just a few years ahead, they'll come back homecoming. I mean, it's just one word, homecoming. You know, everybody's on the yard. And it was interesting for me as a woman from uh, Cleveland, Cleveland Heights, Shaker Heights, growing up in the environment and community I did, and getting to Howard and seeing that community and, and seeing how uh, that population just came together and supported each other. And I was able to really pinpoint several women who I said, wow, these are peer idols. These are women I want to be like, I want to emulate. And what a wonderful blessing and feeling that is. And then without a doubt, uh, Senator Harris was one of those women. So she has been part of my stratosphere for, I'm not going to say how many years, but a number of years since that time at Howard. And then uh, we were able to reconnect here in Los Angeles through a mutual great friend and a wonderful soul, uh, Chrisette Hudlin, who mm. many have heard about. And just being able to see that in that difference, in those years, not a single change. There was no disappointment. I, I, I was coming out of high school, going into college, and saw someone I wanted to emulate. And now here in LA, she was still steadfast to that incredible, smart, true person that she is. So with, with, with that, hearing that announcement wasn't surprised, shouldn't have been surprised because she is absolutely a, a, a perfect person for the job. She's the perfect solution for where we are as a people right now in this country. And I'm just so thrilled and excited for what's in front of us. You are the only minority female certified uh, media agency. Is that correct? That is true. That is true. Tell us about Native Tongue Communication. So in, in marketing and advertising, there are many, and I, I want to be clear about this so there's no confusion. There are many who have come before me, Carol H. Williams, uh, the, the incredible leadership at Burrell right now. And, and Monique at Uniworld. So there are women who are running full service agencies that are creative led. The difference is Native Tongue Communications is a media agency. And we need to think about that. And it's very important for the time we're in now is a, a creative led agency thinking about the messaging that's going out. But now, especially as we're in the age of digital distribution, Facebook, fake news, a, a media agency thinks about the channel as well not just the message, but how you're getting the news. Is it coming from a trusted authority, uh, an authentic voice? So we're there to really negotiate on behalf of clients and place those messages in the environments where we know the consumer uh, will feel it's authentic, it's trusted, and it'll resonate with them. And I think that's incredibly important at all times, especially now and especially in a year where we have an election. That's part of the struggle too, isn't it, Carissa? And not only do we want to see advertisers spend with African-Americans and African-American media, but we also want advertisers to spend money with agencies like yours to place those ads. Is that happening to the extent that it should be? I What I will say is, as of today, what time is it? <laughs> I still, I still do this. I still do this, right? Okay, I still do this. I don't put my phone out of my pocket. I do this. As of today, I, I want to highlight 
the, the clients who have been behind our agency and been supportive of our, of our agency and have faith and confidence in our agency. And that is an incredible uh, uh, set of, of really big name, big ticket clients. And I feel very blessed for that. Having said that, there's, there's lots of gaps and there's lots of opportunity is what I will say for, for other corporations and clients and companies to step up and in because we, we have a unique way of, of looking at media and the construct of it. I, I've also spent the last 10 to 15 years dabbling in diversity and inclusion. And, and people will oftentimes think of that as a separate silo. So they say diversity and inclusion is internally uh, manifests itself at a company, comes through a human resources conversation is really about hiring. Marketing and media is an external conversation where you're marketing your brand or your service to a consumer. And what I've done these last 10 years, decade or so, is really reinforced to some of our clients the connectivity between the two. They're symbiotic. If you don't have a diverse and empathetic and well thought out uh, community, the manpower, your workforce, then how can they, in a reliable and authentic way, market to the communities you need to market to, especially communities of color? Mm. So I, I, I want to say, um, I think there's a lot of opportunity right now. We know, and I'm not putting any, anything out there, we know in advertising and marketing, there's been a deficit. Uh, we need to see more people of color. We need to have more people seated at the table. We need to have more voices of authority and authenticity. And some of that needs to happen from inside. And then my agency can act as a bridge to take that internal voice now, that resonance, and push that out to the consumer in a way the consumer will react accordingly. And invariably, because we're all in this, for, for a business case, there is a bottom line, a financial ramification, purchase that product or service. I think you just preached the word right there. Lord have mercy. Yeah. Because, I mean, how can you effectively consult with and dialogue with a, a company where you aren't even talking to people, Marissa, across the table who look like you. So then you 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 climbing up a whole nother ladder. You gotta help them understand. And then sometimes they we know they don't want to. Who is Marissa Ness? But and there's no culture within the company. I'm sorry, that that's a that'll preach. That that's that's important. Well let me ask you this in that case, then I have to ask. I, I want to piggyback one thing. I want to piggyback one thing. Okay, please, please. And that's what I want to say. You and I, I'm sure, and I'm going to certainly speak for myself, but I'm going to guess you as well. I, I, I was saying to someone the other day that the title of my memoir will probably be the only chip in the cookie, because there's been many a day and many a time when I am that voice, the sole voice in a room or in a conversation, but. I've done this for 30 years and I have extraordinary award-winning work where I've been targeting non-Hispanic white men or Latinas. What, what is also missing and so important, and I used this word earlier, is empathy. So I may not be of that community, but because I understand the importance of my job and my role, I choose right. to be empathetic to that community so I can do a better job in my job and role. So 
I want not only for companies to be more diverse, but for, because someone challenged the other day, well, we're at a hiring freeze, it's COVID. How, what am I gonna do? How am I gonna hire more people? Then that's fine, but for the time being, I need you to open your mind and be more empathetic to the communities around you. Because frankly, if this doesn't, if you're not wanting to do it for the right reasons, you should do it for the bottom line. Because we are moving to a minority majority state and country, and soon your business case will not be the positive financials that you want it to be. So I just wanted to add that. Well, no, that's very important. But before I ask my next question, and I'm glad you did that, because I want to just kind of give people a little information on you and your background. Um, you um, worked on one of the highest grossing films of all time, Castaway, correct? Yes. Yes, with Tom Hanks and uh, Bob Zemeckis, Robert Zemeckis. There was some FedEx in that film. And at the time, um, Fred Smith, who was the CEO of FedEx, came to the agency that I was a part of and my role in that agency and said, how do we do this? Let's, let's really do this the right way. And I felt that was just a wonderful course in learning. And, and obviously, a lot of people remember the FedEx that was in that film and how right. it came to life um, and how I still believe, some people may argue with me, FedEx was a hero. FedEx was a hero. And, and, and that's what you're striving for, right? And there was that connectivity. People really leaned into it. They leaned into it. It was very authentic in what happened, but they mm -hmm. leaned into it. And, and that's what we want to do as marketers. I think we have a responsibility as marketers to create this resonance and that authenticity. If, if there was ever a perfect example of brandedness, and not just brandedness, but I mean, FedEx was a character. I mean, he had a role in the movie, wasn't just, you know, kind of in the background and a cameo. So yeah, congratulations on that. She did that, y'all. Uh, she also helped to create the first ever Nike uh, LBJ shoe by and for black women, correct? Yes. Uh, now, was that when, was that a part of you still being in Cleveland or? Well, you know, I, I, I have ties to Cleveland. So when we say LBJ, we are talking about the man, Mr. James. And to his credit, he had spent, and, and certainly there, we, we talk about chips in the cookie. Let's recognize there are chips everywhere, right? So if right. chips can connect with each other, we can make incredible things happen. And there was some folks internally at Nike. There was Mr. James who said, I, I want to celebrate my mother, my wife, and my daughter. And how do I do that? How can we best do that? And I was, I felt so honored to be able to bring in um, Brandis Daniels and Harlem's Fashion Row. And that team just did an incredible job designing the HFR LBJ 16 shoe. I believe the shoe sold out in under four minutes online. Um, so we're gonna call that a success. So we're gonna call that a success. The shoe is beautiful, but the mindset behind it and what we were able to do to promote it and the voices that just spoke to the fact that, I mean, we over-index in purchasing these products. How about having a voice in how they're made, what they look like and how they come to life. It's just a beautiful, beautiful uh, campaign by Nike, Harlem's Fashion Row, LeBron James, and, and happy to say with Native King. Um, she's an author too, folks. She's published The Art of Branded Entertainment. And you also helped launch Survivor, did. the reality show, did you not? 
I did. I did. Uh, and I have a funny story, you know, funny stories. I was in Borneo on set. It was interesting. One of the things I tell people is there was a big deal. We knew uh, that first season, it was a big deal. No one knew who the winner was going to be. And there were odds in Vegas. And at a certain point, we got calls that said, um, you should be, you should think about protecting yourself because the odds in Vegas and the money is getting so big on Survivor. If you know, and people who are a little unscrupulous know you know, they may come after you to get your information. <laughs> there was a point when all of us were kind of like, what was that noise? What was that noise? You hear a car backfire in the New York City streets. What? What was that? <laughs> but it was an interesting time to go to Borneo and see this film and especially that first season when we didn't know what it was going to be and how it was just going to impact everyone that it touched. So, yeah. Outstanding. Well, no, you have some incredible accomplishments. And, and so, but so here's my question in terms of the work you do. Um, are you involved at all in this campaign season or do you do political ad placement too? Or consulting? It's 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 really interesting you bring that up. There was a great article. Um, I saw two great articles this week that I want to circle around with my team, because the short answer is yes, we can. You say that like like a, like a former campaign. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. And we, we can, can do it extraordinarily well because we've got a great balance at Native Tongue of qualitative and quantitative. So in that case, it's understanding the mindset of communities of color and what they want to hear this election about these uh, politicians running with data. I mean, marketing and advertising now is so data rich. And if you're really not in the game if you don't have a data strategy and a way to mine this deep data. Uh, we call it not multicultural, but microcultural insights because you can go that deep now with an audience. And so, we're able to marry the data and the insights in a way that we think can move any consumer in terms of political insights and, and call to action. So the short answer is yes, we can. That is how we can do it, but we are not. And I would love to. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why is that not happening, do you think? I, I'm going to give two answers. One, I think this is all going at the speed of light. 2020 is different than all things. 2020 is different, and everyone's moving very quickly. Um, everyone's looking for the big, we're a small and scrappy agency, as, as many times when you look to work with a certified vendor or a minority certified or female certified vendor, sometimes we're smaller business, SBA. Um, and so we're not the big guy, and we wouldn't be the person you'd go to first, that's one. Uh, and two, I probably need to be a little more vocal about it. So I probably need to get on, uh, make it plain and make it fancy and let people know that my agency could do this for them and do it for them in an incredibly positive way. Because I think that, you know, having someone like Kamala Harris on the ticket is one thing, but we have to cover the waterfront. Yeah. And so when a national campaign like that is trying to do placement, it's got to do the two things we talked about at first. You've got to place ads prominently and strategically within our community. That's right. And then you've also got to work with agencies. That's right. Um, like yours. And I'm going to be honest with you. 
we don't know that that's happening as of yet, and folks are trying to talk about that and get that going. But I think it's critical, Marissa, because you're right, everything's moving at speed of light, including, as I'm sure you're aware, a mechanized uh, online internet trolling oh. disinformation campaign. Yeah. Yeah. to discourage us, especially young black people, from voting. so And supporting, so from supporting and or voting. So, and, and it, you're right, it goes really back to the message and the channel. And, and one thing I will also poke at, because we talk about authenticity. So a big conversation now, and someone just asked me this question, and I, I, I sent them the answer, and I want to say it because I don't, I have COVID brain. I don't remember the statistic exactly. Right. But um, also, let's spend with minority or multicultural vendors. There are minority-owned vendors out there, and 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 there's a difference. Let's be clear in uh, wanting to target communities of color and multicultural communities, or being owned by. A, a minority certified or a, a, a mi minority and then targeting. There's two distinct differences because there are some entities that we love. I love and I'm obsessed with and the people that run them are brilliant in many instances. They're owned by a behemoth. And then mm -hmm. there's entities that are you know, now like me and I, I have to be clear, I spent 28 years, Mark, working for a big holding company. And so these these now years that these couple of years, two to three years that I've now been on my own, it's it's a bit of a shock, right? Being an entrepreneur, being an entrepreneur of color, being a female entrepreneur of color, doing something that no one else who looks or sounds like me has ever dared to do. And then I'm up against the big boys. I'm up against the big boys. So um, I, I have a soft spot. Or, but but I do the job, and I, I just got off the phone with my team, and I said, this is a reminder, this is your weekly reminder, everything we do has to be at 112%, period. Yeah, Even I if we're firing at 90%, doesn't count, doesn't matter, right? We At 90%, an agency like ours could be deemed a failure. Is that mm. fair? No, it's not fair. Is it the reality? Yes. So I, I have made sure that my team is a tapestry of mindset and belief. And every day, because I know they're capable of it, they've got to be at 112%. That's what I'm asking of them. And it's no less than what I ask of myself. And I want to give that same opportunity to vendors who I know are in that same situation and who are trying to make it happen, <laughs> but they may not have that big entity financing them behind. Yeah, well, and, and I want the audience to understand how important it is what you're saying, because even as we advocate for candidates in the White House like Kamala Harris, there is still work that needs to be done in terms of all the rest of us, in terms of what you're doing. You know, we have to be holistic in our approach in terms of, of promoting one another. And, how and using those channels to promote her. I'm sorry, that's the end, right? That's the end. So you say it is important because if I know those channels exist, I know that's where our community is. And that's where her message and her voice is going to resonate most effectively. If I'm a larger holding company, 
I've been on the phone, and I'm, I'm trying not to use brand names here, but I've been on the phone with large holding companies and mentioned entities that I know are minority owned that I assume everybody knows of because for us, right, for us, we get it. And they say, I've never heard of that before in my life. And mm. so if they're doing the buy, that buy isn't going there. And so that's 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 why I, I wanted to bring that up. So thank you for helping me bring it around because that's where her message is going to resonate the most. And that's where working with teams like ours that are led by folks like us can help that get out there. Well, then let, let's go here. So in terms of decisions being made and how to market and empathy, all the things you said, are we certain that this dynamic person on the ticket that we all advocated for is being, for lack of a better word, marketed and promoted in all the ways and all the places that she need be? I, I am going to, I'm going to say, I don't know, because okay. we don't know what we don't know. So I don't know. I, well, here's what I tell you I can know, like like Oprah says. And, and, I, mean, I, don't, I don't mean to put you on the spot. No, I'm just, no, no, I, I'm think just it's a great, I think it's a great question, but I'm going to use an Oprah, you know, what, what, what I know for sure. Here's what I know for sure, which mm -hmm. certainly brings it back around. I know she is surrounded when by, with Black women, right? There are incredible women, and I was brought into that fold, who, who know what I know and are even more actively involved in her campaign on a daily, hourly, minute by minute basis. And so I can assume that they are also there uh, making sure that these conversations and these channels are being hit. Um, because I know she, she is surrounded by, I just see it every day, just this brilliance and this, this, this sea change. There is a sea change here. And this tide is turning and the boat is being steered by people who look and sound like me. And so it's like you look at something like win with black women. So um, I do think what I know for sure is certainly she's surrounded by plenty of smart folks. Um, I'm sure the campaign is filled with plenty of smart folks. I'd be remiss if I didn't throw out something, you know, that said, call me. Like I said, you can, <laughs> oh, there's a, you can always improve, right? But I don't know for certain. I don't know what their media plans look like. I don't know what their spending levels are. All those questions and things we would get into. But what I do know for sure is she's surround, she is brilliant. She is surrounded by brilliance. So I'm sure there's a lot of this happening that we just don't know. And, and in fairness, you know, what is the template in a pandemic anyway? You know, um, I admit I'll, I'll probably judge this campaign on the basis of others, but that's not really fair because this ain't like anything we've ever seen before. And you really can't get out there amongst people uh, like you really want to. But but how are you feeling? Are you feeling so important? Grassroots activism for our communities so important. Right. Right? So we know mobile, we know social, we know influencers, we know digital, we know TV, we know radio, obviously. But hand-to-hand -hand grassroots is so important for our communities of color. It resonates so well, so hard to do. So, you know, there goes zoop, one thing off the list already. Indeed, I indeed. I agree with you. Um, but how are you feeling, though? Are you feeling confident about the campaign and about her chances? I am.
am feeling confident about her and, and certainly does not negate uh, Vice President Biden because the conversation's about her. So I haven't brought him up to yes, no reason other than I'm just here to, <laughs> but does not be, I'm, I'm confident about both of them. Certainly I know her, so I'm confident about her. Um, and I'm prayerful for a nation of people to come together and have an understanding of what tomorrow could look like either way. And right. I think that's all you have to ask to, for someone to take a very pure and honest look at what tomorrow may look like and make a decision as such. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and, and I think too, as I'm, I'm thinking about your vocation, I mean, that's part of the information that needs to be out there for people to realize how things could be. Yeah. Either way. Because yeah. I'm not sure that some of the people, as I said, who've been targeted for disinformation have a real understanding of how much worse <laughs> it could get, you know. And, and I mean, I think it's important for people to get that information, for people to have access to that information, um, for agencies like yours and media like ours to be in positions where people can go and get accurate information to do just what you said, to inform them that what you said, this is what could be, or this is what could not be, on the other hand. I think, I think you know? facts are important. Now, what I, what I will say is, you know, I'm in a service industry, right? So I, I'm in a service. I basically come up, hi, welcome to, may I take your orders? Have you had a chance to look at your menu? <laughs> so I, I truly do remain, and especially publicly, fairly nonpartisan because I'm beholden to many, many people who hold my agency in the palm of their hands. I, it's not my place to talk to them about who or what or where. Right, Having right. said that, what I will say is one, this is someone who I have known for a long, long time and have a love for and an admiration for and a belief for. So I am willing to speak to that one. And then two, it is important, no matter what your mindset and the path you are on come November, to just be rooted in facts and accuracy. All we can ask for, be rooted in facts and accuracy. So I can say that and still remain partisan here. Because I, I hope that leads to a mindset of, of positive growth and forward. Of course. No, of course you can get that. And that's, that's a fair position to take. So lastly. Um, it's been too long. <laughs> Um, talk to us about how historically significant this moment uh, to have an African-American woman on the ticket, how historically significant it is um, for black women. And, and even for you, yeah. her, just yeah. the, the power of that. I, I, I was raised in um, Cleveland Heights, Cleveland Heights, Shaker Heights, the height, right? Many people. And I tell people, 
it's where black panthers and hippies went to become upper middle class or upper class. <laughs> they were, you know, they had their protests and then they said, but wait a minute, how much you gonna pay me? Okay, just kind of, all right. And, and it was a wonderful upbringing in all seriousness. It was almost idyllic. It was really diverse and, and people had a voice and there was a sense of community. And, and I, I miss that. I miss that. And so now on a daily basis almost, and, and for a few years now, as a woman of color, I'd be remiss if I didn't say it. It's hard. It is hard out there. <laughs> there is a scene in the color, in the color purple. And, uh, it's when, uh, the Oprah Winfrey character comes back. You know, she comes back for Thanksgiving dinner. And the woman says, I'm going to drop you off for Thanksgiving dinner and you can stay. And then I'm going to come back and get you. And everybody's right. real happy. She's there. Miss Sophia, you're here. You're here. And she's there for about 30 seconds before mm -hmm. she has to turn around and get back in that car and go back. She had that, uh, you know, hey, we gave you 30 seconds. Isn't mm -hmm. that enough? Aren't you happy? And I tease my friends sometimes and I say, oh, it's another Sophia moment, this Sophia moment. Because, you know, I've had so many blessings and I am blessed, right? I sit here in my home in this city with my husband and my dog and my company and my clients. And I, I am very fortunate, very and appreciative every day, all day. But there is no doubt that as an African-American woman, I face hardships that no one else faces and no one else will understand other than another African-American woman. So to know that someone who is so much smarter than me and so much brighter than me and so much more brilliant than I am and just an all around awesome person could be in that position of power, it just, it, it's mind blowing. And, and from that point on, depending on what happens, when I have that Miss Sophia moment, it'll give me a little bit of a North Star and a glimmer of light. Hey man, I hear you. Um, you didn't mention Howard, you're an alum also. Did you play at Howard too? I did not, I did not, I did not, I did not. I did, did you play it? No. Okay. I did. I did. But you're, you're, you're a bison, right? I did, yeah. graduate school. Okay, well, yes. A little bit more than graduate school. So my mother was a senior at Howard University when I was born. Oh. And on the, so I'm, that probably makes me a little bit more than the alum. I'm I, literally. You were born on campus. Yep, Freedman's Hospital. That was the hospital, the School of Communication. Kathy Hughes, Kathy Hughes School of Communication. Yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I know exactly. I walked those halls many a day, and I yeah. had my own little radio show in, in the basement at the radio station. Oh, that's an awesome story. I love that. I was born in that building, and then Kathy Hughes gave my first job in radio. So that's how it worked out. Sure she's, did. She is a she's speaking of wonderful, smart, powerful women of color. Miss Hughes is definitely one of them. And so are you. Well, thank you. We thank you for being with us. Another segment of Win with Black Women, Marissa Nance of Native Tongue Communications. Uh, I'm I'm praying for you. I, that situation out there you in is, is not very comforting, but you all stay safe. Stay safe and breathe easy. 
And thank yeah. you all. And let's all remember facts, vote. Vote. That's right. Facts. Facts. That's right, folks. That's absolutely correct. Thank you, Marissa Nance. Thank you. God, you are our refuge. Send our ancestors to guard our doors. Cast out this virus from our communities and our bodies. Heal, bless, and protect everyone listening and their loved ones. Thank you for listening to Make It Plain and Get Woke. Remember to listen, like, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. If all minds are clear, it has been made plain. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.